Amen. Thank you. Hey, it's great to be with you. Yeah, this is the last Sunday of August. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So our uh, youth have their own service downstairs. So all of you in the youth group that are from uh, sixth grade to senior in high school, get on back there with Pastor Stephen and uh, get out of here. Not that we don't love you and want you, but hey, uh, I see a few of you guys trying to walk out right now that don't belong in that group, so don't be messing with me, man. All right, it's good to be with you. Love the Lord. He's amazing. He's been doing incredible good stuff. Just want to share with you that uh, there were a couple different uh, individuals last Sunday who gave their life to Christ for their first time of surrendering that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's what it's all about. It's so cool to see that happening. And then there were many others who have talked with me or written me about how God touched them when they released and forgave their list of the unforgiven. And uh, God is so faithful, the Holy Spirit showing them their own unforgiveness and releasing that and the freedom that God brings. And uh, that's what it's all about. It's so cool what God's doing. And when we listen and we obey the Holy Spirit, there is unlimited things that God can and wants to do in and through our lives, church, as we gather together. So uh, I, I do not want to do verbal announcements. Uh, I'm trying to get away from this altogether so we don't stop in the middle of what God's doing to talk to you about some stuff. So I just want you to know the reason why Eric is out there. Eric is my nephew, Mark's son, out there in that table to help you download the app, let you know what's going on. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. Church, put that together so that you can get information about what's happening, notifications, how you can sign up to be baptized. Some of you want to be baptized. You can just go right on there. We have a service scheduled already which it says right here, it says on the app, it says on the website, it says in the email, it says in the bulletin that you receive. That's why he's out there, so I don't have to keep telling you what's going on, because there's a lot happening, a whole lot of stuff going on. So if you just connect with us electronically, that will help us tremendously. We have uh, those that are watching online, those that are at home, and if you're sleeping, wake up if you're at home. <laughs> Family told me they left the TV on with the service, and there, there were some sleeping bodies in the room, so... Why don't you guys yell real loud right now to wake them up? Go ahead. There you go. We welcome the online family. And uh, it's great to be with you guys and what God's doing. Isn't he awesome? Yeah. So the, there's also, like, we're working with Gospel Rescue Mission, as you know, to be able to, um, yeah. We love you guys. We're uh, going to live stream down there. They've had some te uh, technical difficulties on their campus with the electronic uh, Wi-Fi, the connections, internet, but we're working on those solutions, and hopefully next Sunday we'll do a test run of that this service down there, um, and in two weeks we'll go live where we'll have our team there. So those of you that are part of that hospitality team, I just want you to know that uh, you're on hold until that happens. So we're going to run a test next Sunday to make sure it works. And then the following week, we'll go live on the campus as well as everything else online and here. And we are still running the vans to pick you up. We want you to come. It's for those that are not allowed to leave the campus. That's why we're running the service there. So <clears throat> um, I, uh, I have some stuff here <laughs> that were left on the altar this morning in the last service. And... Um, I know we, I'll try and remember to vacuum this up this week, but I'm, uh, I'm doing this on purpose because while I'm speaking God's word, I want to walk on this crap that's down here, and that's what it is, so forgive me if you don't like that word, but that's what this is. 
And uh, my God's bigger than any addiction in your life, and I want you to know that. And he is so amazing, and he's got such great stuff for us. And so I wanted to put that down. It was up here, and I left it here, and someone picked it up and put it on my stuff. I put it here, and it was back on my stuff. I'm like, all right, I'll keep it in my hands this time. You can't have any either. Get out of here. All right. There. Now, if you want them, I've been walking in the horse, you know. Anyway, you probably wouldn't notice the difference anyway. But anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about what God wants to do here, okay? I know you don't want any. God's already set you free from that junk, and that's, that's awesome. So I want to I ask you all if you've been spending time with him this week in his word. All right, as you've been spending time in his word, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you. There's no doubt about that. Now, you may have not learned to identify his voice, but as he speaks to you in his word, it's that thing that just keeps coming or Maybe through the day, all of a sudden, the same thing you read about comes up in conversation or something God shows you or you hear a song. That's the Spirit of God affirming something. Have you heard him? As he's affirming something and you're walking with him and you're experiencing this relationship with God outside of church, as you live your faith, have you been sharing your God stories with people you come in contact with? So you notice we're asking the same accountability questions in a different context, right? So as we're doing this, the Spirit of God is moving, and He's saying, my relationship with you is all about me. That's God speaking. He is saying, are you giving to me what I'm asking you for? I'm asking you for your time, your talents, your resources. I'm asking for all of you. Church, are you doing that? In that process of sharing your God stories, you're letting people know about this amazing God who loves them. He calls to them, and he's calling them through you. So are you trying to reach out to people in order to let them know who Jesus is that you might teach them what it means to be a follower of Christ? Are you doing that? That's what he's asking us to do. There's this incredible opportunity we have of serving God and living for him and with him. And he's amazing. He is so good. There's some great stuff that God's been doing, he is doing, and he's going to do today. I want you to know that as I walked on campus today, I had peace. Ah, like I was pulled up on my bike, got off and was walking, and I just felt this cool peace of God. And I was like, man, that's awesome, Lord. Thank you. The presence of the Almighty. He's like, come here. Come to me. I want to talk to you. And as I did, and as I come in, and I'm with you, and we're singing and worshiping, had the, already ser- had the service at 8 and 9.15, and here with you guys at 11. And I have been so blessed at what God's doing and what he wants to do. I want you to know today is an incredible day. The people that got saved last week, the people that released people and forgave them in their life, experiencing that peace, was only a platform for what God wants to do today. And God is about to shake your world and rock you and turn you upside down and give you something incredible that you have been living I don't mean this wrong, all of us, me too. Living below the fullness of what he has. And we want to step into the fullness of what he has. I don't want to just know God. I don't want to just experience God. I want to live with God. I want him to know me. I want to know him. I want all that he has for me, not just part of it. I'm not okay with just being called something. I want to be something. And God is inviting us into this incredible thing that he is doing. And when we open up his word... His incredible word speaks to us. The Apostle Paul was a man of God that was called by God to go out and preach the gospel. 
If you read his story, he was persecuting anyone that believed in Jesus. He would put them to death, was trying to destroy the church, and he met Jesus on the road. He was going down to catch up more Christians, to put them in prison, to have them killed, and he met Jesus on the road. And he had this confrontation with the one and only God, the Savior of the world. And when he identified himself to Paul on the road to Damascus, I am the one you are persecuting. And he said, your Lord, and his life was completely transformed. God set him apart, Paul and Silas, to go out and begin to preach the gospel. Paul had this incredible knowledge. He was taught by the highest teachers of his day. He would have been someone that graduated from an Ivy League school from Oxford over in Europe or here in the Ivy Leagues that are over here. Like a super intelligent guy, multiple language speaker, on his road to be the next high priest in Judaism. And God rocked his world. And when God rocked his world, he went out there and began to preach Jesus everywhere. And the same church that was using him to destroy Christ now wanted to destroy him because he was out there seeing people converted and coming to Christ in mass. Multitudes were coming to Jesus. As he preached the word of God, as you follow him and what God was doing in the book of Acts, you will find that the apostle Paul preaching the gospel, cities and lives were being transformed. Churches were being built. I don't mean physical structures. I'm talking about churches were being built because people were coming to faith and when people come to faith they come together churches is about the gathering of the body of christ where you can worship god be instructed in the truth where you live the truth get rebuked for what you're not doing right and then you go out and live it that's what it's all about so when the apostle paul wrote these letters to the churches that we in our bible call the epistles that's first and second corinthians galatians ephesians philippians colossians all those books when we look at those, what they were were inspired by the Holy Spirit, words given to give the church the structure and the, the foundation it needs so that it can function as the body of Christ. And those letters were assembled by God himself through humanity to bring to us the message of the good news of the gospel and to understand how we, the church, need to live the faith. And so we've been blessed to have God's word available to us and see the letters that are written to the church. So even though they were written to specific church as by name, this that we will read today to the church in Ephesus, it was not to just one church building, 1900 North Country Club, but it was the church of Jesus Christ in the entire city of Ephesus. And so that letter was passed among the churches because it was instructions to the body of Christ. And therefore God has it for me and you. And it is a letter written to you and I by the power of the Holy Spirit to reveal God's truth to us. I say all that to you because what we are going to read today is so incredibly powerful, so dynamic, so amazing. And it is something that will transform us as a church, as individuals. In Ephesians chapter 3, we will read God's word together. And I want you to hear it for the very first time, no matter how many times you've read it. Are you ready? And this is God's plan. All right. Hopefully you have your attention. Because see, when you read something like that, that's pretty like powerful. That's 
hey, get your attention here. Understand what about is what is about to be said. The Word of God is calling us to something very important, significant, and something that's going to impact us. For this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Church, prior to Jesus, I want you to know there was a separation to the Hebrew people and the rest of us. There was. Because God made a covenant through Abraham and through his seed. And it was through that covenant, through the Hebrew, through the Jew, through Israel, that God's master plan would be revealed. But prior to Christ, there was a separation from Jews and the rest of the world. Gentiles is the pagan name that we were all called prior to the moment of Christ. And so now the good news is God's plan had something else in mind. He was not about segregation or separating people, not at all. He was good to fulfill his promise to redeem the world. Here's the good news right here. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe, there's the key, the good news. Those of us that are saved following Christ, whether you're Jew or Gentile, no matter what race or nationality you come from, wherever you are on the planet, if you believe the good news, you share equally in the riches inherited by God's kids. Man, we're, we're all the family of God. If you've received Christ. There's a key to that. We're not all God's family. We're not all God's kids. Only if you've received the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. So let me ask you, church, have you received Jesus as your Savior? When you say you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior, this is actually what you are agreeing to according to Scripture. You've seen that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, that God's the only way, that Jesus Christ is God, that He has forgiven you of your sins. He took your sins upon the cross. He buried them in the grave that He arose victorious over sin and death, and that that victory has been granted to us by faith, and we've entered into a relationship with the Creator of the universe because of Jesus, through Jesus, by the power of God, and then the Spirit of God Himself, Holy Spirit, has come to live within us. When we say we're a believer, all that we say we have. Do you have it? All right. The Word of God also declares to us, those of us who have experienced that, who are in that relationship with God, will have a witness of the Holy Spirit within you. He says in the Word of God, in Romans 10 and 1 John 4, that the Spirit will bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The church doesn't do that. The church can't do it. It's not done by pouring water on you or dunking you in water. It's not done by your parents or a priest or a pastor. The Word of God says, excuse me, that when the Spirit of God touches us, we know that we are children of God. Do you have the witness in your heart that you know you're a child of God? If you have not experienced that, I want you to know it's biblical, it's God's plan, and you need it. It's what it's all about. It's not about the church's sanction. It's not about your membership. It's not about any of that. It's about God saying, you're my child. We are born in the family of God by the power of God. And he says, this is the good news. When you are part of that family, we're all the same. We're all the same. And we inherit something from God as his children. Church, we need to own the inheritance of God. 
Now, we're going to talk about it as we go along. Both are part of the same body, and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. Oh, man, check this out. He already just told us that when we receive the good news, we're part of God's family, there's an inheritance for us, and there's promises for us. That's cool. That's really important that we are inheriting something and we have a blessing that God has promised us as his children. Let's go on. By God's grace and mighty power, I've been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Oh, wait a minute. I'm hearing something here. The riches inherited by God's children, the promises of the blessings, the riches of the inheritance. There's something about belonging to God that is something more than you and I understand. There's something we have available to us that maybe we're not tapping into, that we haven't grasped yet. There's something here that he's telling us is available because we're children of God, because we're believers, because we're part of the family. God has something available to us that was not available to us any other way than through what Christ has provided and done for us. So as we look at the word of God, we're saying, God, I want to know what this is and what you're saying. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please, Don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of all things in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand all as all God's people should. How wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. God's plan. Yeah. God's plan. I cannot tell you how many times I've read this. I can tell you today that I have seen God's plan for the first time in the fullness of what God is actually saying to Dave, what he's saying to us, and what he wants to do. And I am so jacked up about it, I can't believe it. How amazing is this God of ours? God's purpose. 
in all of this, in all of what? The redemption of Jesus Christ, the making all people one in Christ to release the power of the gospel through Christ into our lives. God's purpose in all of that was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Let that sink in for a minute. Think about this. The church. We are the church, right? Okay. It's not an address. Trust me, I've heard all the speeches out there from the world. You don't have to be in church to be a Christian. Well, you do have to be part of a body, so you're wrong. Secondly, we already recognize that the church is not this building. We are the church. And we assemble in a building to come together to know Him, to walk together, to worship Him, to love Him, to grow in our faith, and to be an impact in the community where He's planted us. That's why we come together. All right, so we're the church. So this is what God is telling us right here. This is God's plan. Please get this. Let it sink into our heads, into our hearts and our minds, and think about this. The plan was carried out through Jesus Christ. Through Him, we can now come boldly and confidently to God in His presence because God Himself wants to use the church to show the spirit world His wisdom. Powers and authorities, the unseen. God had a plan. His plan was for yours and my redemption to be the church that establishes his wisdom to the spirit world. (laughs) He's saying, angels, demons, Satan yourself, check out my people. Look at who I am. Look at what I can do. This is God talking. This is his plan that we might be that witness of his wisdom. And when I read that, I'm like, oh, God, forgive me. Oh, my goodness. Come on. When I'm looking at that, I'm like, God, you know what? We on the church have fallen so short of what that means and the power that he's talking about and the presence of who he is and the boldness that we need to be in God's presence, understanding who we have a relationship with. Who is the one that does the work? Who is the one that wants to be seen? Not about us. Church, why are some of us still struggling in the brokenness of old self? When God has manifested His plan and power through Christ, and it's available to us now. I mean, when I look at that, I'm like, God, we are so falling short of You. When you have told us in your word that this is your plan, that you want to just release yourself, God, creator, in us to display us as your people, to show your wisdom. Many of us are selling him short when we wrestle with our previous brokenness. I mean, would you just think about this for a minute? I'm made new in Christ, right? We're, we're born again in the Spirit. God, Holy Spirit, comes and lives in us. He is present to empower, to enlighten, to lead, guide, and direct our life. 
He is the one that has swept the house clean and says that I am now made holy through the work of God in Jesus Christ. And now here I am in my brokenness over here like I'm really not strong enough. I'm going to try and defeat this thing. I'm wrestling with my old self, my old addictions, my old sin, my own identity. And I'm wrestling. And I'm saying, God, I'm trusting you. And I'm working at fixing myself. And I'm trying to get better. And I'm thinking, I I can change this in my life. And then I can step over here into all that you have planned for me. And it's like, wait a minute. What did you just tell me in your word? We're wrestling with our brokenness, trying to heal ourselves, trying to set ourselves free. We're trying to change ourselves when the power of God is available to us. And we're not tapping into the very resource that has the ability to transform who we are. And not only that, it's already living in us. And we're over here living in that brokenness instead of in the newness of Christ. So here's what's happened. We're walking with God and we're wrestling with self and we're dealing with all this junk. And pretty soon we get to this point of paralysis where I can't move and I feel like I'm stuck and I'm broken and and I'm struggling and I'm wrestling. I can't feel anything. I don't know what's next. I don't know what to do. So let me give you an illustration of that that Dave's really good at. I'm a tech user. I am not a tech guy at all. So I have a laptop, I have an iPad, I have my phone. Sometimes all of them are working at once. And I'm trying to do stuff. And I know what I want, and I'm trying to make it happen. It doesn't always do what I want. Because sometimes I don't know what I'm doing, and I get too involved. And what happens is everything just locks up. And then I can push that screen all I want. Slide, move, push, slap, throw. Doesn't matter what I do. I don't do that. I'm just saying. It won't work. It's locked. So I have found a solution. Shut off the power, man. (laughs) Just kill it. All right? It's no good where it is. So I pull the power as a backup source. I'll open the back of it, pull that battery out. You're dead. Stop. You know, I know there's a lot of you have done the very same thing, right? It's just, it's done for. I have frozen it, and it's of no good. It has all the potential in the world, but I've screwed it up so bad it can't do a thing. So I shut it down, and I reboot the system. Thank God. This is what's happening. Power reignites. Things start connecting and talking to one another that I don't have a clue about. And pretty soon there's a flash on the screen. And you know the very first thing that shows up? The identity of the item. Hmm. The identity of the item flashes on the screen, and pretty soon that identity just disappears, and things start to connect, and everything that was once available to me is now available again. And I'm like, God, we so need that in the church. The church has gotten to a place where it's like so like confused and jammed and broken that we're just like paralyzed and we're just stuck there and things that we think ought to be happening aren't happening things that we don't know about or experience and we're all confused and we're just jammed there and it's like God reboot us today right now God right now we want your plan we don't want our plan we don't want our vision we don't want our ideas we want your plan God has a plan he says I want to do something for you the creator 
of everything in heaven and on earth has a plan. Don't you think we ought to stop messing around and start doing what he's telling us is for us to do? Come on. It's right there. God's the one that called us in a relationship with him. You didn't wake up one day and say, I think I'm going to have a relationship with God. Hey, God, I'm ready. You didn't do that. Who do you think you are? God, the Holy Spirit was pursuing you, calling you into relationship with him. You didn't instigate it. He did. You didn't save yourself. He did. You didn't surrender your sin. He took it from you. It's like, God, thank you for all that you do. So, this God then has the power to transform our life, doesn't he? We can't transform it on our own. We can't. We can do all the self-help stuff we want. We can go to all the classes we want. I just want you to know, we don't have the power to transform ourselves. Only God does. We can change certain behaviors, but we can't change ourselves. Only God can change who we are to who he intends us to be. It is only through his power that that can take place in our lives. If we could change ourselves, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is worthless. Totally worthless. The law didn't work. Stop trying to live under the law. The law didn't work. That's why Jesus came. Because the law couldn't save us. Your religion couldn't save you. Your own will couldn't save you. Only Jesus could save us. So it is he who has the power to transform our lives. He is the one that's doing it all. And now listen, this is what he's writing to us as a church. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Unlimited resources. So we're automatically thinking like, there's an inheritance, there's a blessing, there's power, there's an inheritance of um, unlimited resources. So I'm thinking, God, I should have a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Provide for me the material things that I need since I'm your kid and you own it all. He's not talking about that. He tells us right here what he's saying. Unlimited resources. His glorious unlimited resources. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit the transforming presence of God, the incredible power, the delivering aspect of the creator of the universe. So let me ask you, what are you struggling with? What are you struggling with today? What sin, what brokenness, what lie, what addiction, what anything are you struggling with today? And if you are, why? What really are you wrestling with? Are you wrestling with you? Are you wrestling with God? Are you wrestling with surrender? What are you struggling with? The word of God says that God has a plan. God's plan is that the power of God might be manifested in me and you, that the world and the spirit world might see who he is. So what are you really wrestling with? What is the struggle? What lies are you believing about the change God is trying to perform in your life? If God said... Old things are passed away, and he did. And all things become new, and it is. Why in the world are we still trying to own the old things when the new things are God's things, and this is where it's all about? Church, we've got to step into this. We can't listen to those old lies any longer, those old practices, that old brokenness, those old sins, and those addictions. 
Why in the world do we let them have a claim on us? They don't own us any longer. Why would we surrender to that when we declare that we've surrendered to Him? This is the Word of God right here. You ready? As we trust in Him, as we trust in Him, there's that surrender, acknowledgement, acceptance, release. Surrender, trust, obedience. That's where it's at. As we trust in Him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. No longer do you have to feel weak to any of that stuff. Those previous addictions, lies, brokenness, and sins, they're not stronger than our God. All right, then if they're not stronger than our God, they're not stronger than you. Stop surrendering the power of God to a lie. It's right here in the Word of God. He's telling us. And I'm telling you that too many of us in the church are living in timid weakness instead of the fullness of the power of God provided through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Stop living some weak, timid life of defeat and start living in the power of God in glorious victory. It's available to us, church. We've got to own it and we need to live it. So when are we going to stand in the power of God and begin to be the church that God wants to put on display? He tells us that a city that is set upon the hill cannot be hidden. You're the light of the world. You're the salt. God said, I want to put you up there. I want people to see you. I want the spirit world to know you're my church. Man, when I look at that, I'm saying, man, God, help us. God gave us the power to understand. I don't know if you heard that in there. I'm sure you did because I think I repeated it. But if not, I'm going to do it again. He gave us, excuse me, the power to understand as all God's people should. As all God's people should. The power to understand as all God's, you ought to know this. I think that's the point, right? You ought to know this. What is it that we should know? How wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Man, I'm stepping in this relationship with the Creator, and I'm living in that love, the love of God. And he's saying, if anybody on earth ought to know this, it's the people of God who are living in it. You ought to know this. It's a no-brainer. This is incredible love. This is an incredible life. God himself has provided it. Look at the broth. Look at it. Look at it, church. It's huge. And you ought to know it. Why would we believe his love can't reach the deepest, darkest, most broken part of us? With his unlimited resources, why would I allow that broken identity to say who I am today? Why, church, would we allow that once addictive personality that was addicted to sin and brokenness to dictate my behavior today and that I am now a slave to anything other than Christ. Not too many amens on that one. Seriously, come on. Why are we there? It's like, I believe, except for this. I believe why I do this. <laughs> so why can't his love 
instantly reach, heal, and deliver. It frustrates me that we sell God short. That we can't just believe I can step out of whatever hole I've been living in and be made new. You're made new when you receive Christ. We're learning to live in the newness. We're learning to not live in the oldness. We're learning to believe the Spirit of God. I've experienced that love. I want to live in that love. To know the voice of God is to live in His love. To know who He is in my life. He wants to bring healing and wholeness into our life. (laughs) The experience of the love of Christ. That's what we just read. The experience of the love of Christ. It's available to you. It is in this love of Christ that we're made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. That's the scriptures that we just read. So it is in that love that we are made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Remember when Jesus was teaching, it's in John, and he was talking and he was saying like, I have come to bring you life to the full. Fullness of life. I want you to know what it's all about. This was God's plan. It had been a secret up until the moment that Jesus came into the world. But now God has revealed his plan to everything, everywhere, into the spirit world, into our world. God had a plan. (laughs) It's a plan for full life, full relationship with God, full healing, full deliverance, fullness of God. It's available, church. It's all there. He says so. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. God is able. God is able. More. (laughs) More than. Church, you see that word? God is able more than. More than. He is more than able. God is more than you could even ask or think. You cannot comprehend. You can't grasp, nor can I. All that He is able to do, all that we could ever imagine or think of, He's able more than. And then we're like struggling, like, God, help me with this. Please help me with this. Set me free of this. What in the world? More than! More than! God is more than able. Stop playing games. Quit messing around. Step into the fullness of God. Experience the deliverance that He has for you. The power of God released through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, come on. Why are we coming up short of asking and believing when we can't even grasp the fullness of who He is? What might God want to do more than we're asking or thinking? What might God want to do more than we're asking or even thinking? So we've been talking about God saving Tucson, a revival, a spiritual awakening throughout the city, right? We're asking God to move. For years, I believed God and prayed and asked, and I believe the Spirit of God has said that He's going to move through this state of Arizona, right up that corridor from Mexico, 19, all the way up I-10 to the top of the state. 
I mean, it's not just like on the highway. I'm believing there's a move of God happening and the Spirit of God is doing that, right? So I'm praying that, I'm believing that. And then I come to that place where I'm saying, God, let's see a, a transformation of Tucson. Now, I want to tell you right now, from being real and honest with you, that when I prayed, and one of the reasons why I stopped talking about it or praying was in my human flesh the reality of seeing Tucson come to Jesus was beyond what I could ask or think I looked down like you know where city council members mayor school boards teachers <laughs> the homeless the Democrats and the Republicans the school systems, our children, engineers at Raytheon, the campus at U of A. Think about it. I'm talking about something. That the, this incredible gospel message would begin to permeate every one of those areas and lives being changed as they've surrendered to Jesus Christ. And the Spirit of God moving through their lives spreads like fire as other people are coming to know him. And this move of God begins to take place and the city, of trans, uh, the city of Tucson is being transformed by the power of God as revival spreads because the gospel is being lived and God has his church on display. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, God, when I say that to you and I begin to put it in the context of what I just said to you, like my little tiny human brain and my flesh are like struggling to see that. So as I look at that, I'm saying, here we go. God said, Dave, hey dude, I'm more than able. I'm more than able. And this is what he says. I want to put you, church, on display. Because when I put you on display, there's going to be this moment where the spirit world is in awe. And they're like, that was God's plan. Oh, that was God's plan. That's pretty smart. <laughs> That's what he told us right there, right? That's what he's saying to us. And I'm like, Lord, how is it that I'm struggling to pray this? In reality, church, let's bring this real simple for a minute. Why is it that we can say this and see that and say, let's ask you, God, to do something beyond that? All the while, in reality, we struggle to see our own power being manifested, God, through us and delivering us from all stuff like I'm walking on. When we're like that simple, I, I, that's not a rebuke. It's a challenge. Listen, this is, we're talking about this God that can do more than. And we're saying, God, do this amazing thing. And yet I'm struggling with my own brokenness. And I can't even believe that he can change me. That I can't even believe that I can really live the way he says I can live that I'm rather believing the lies of bondage rather than the freedom that I have been given in Christ? Why, church? Why? 
well, you know what? We're not going to be put on display until God can display us as His wisdom. So Tucson can't be transformed until the church is transformed, until the church sees this God is able, and we own the fullness of His power, and we begin to live in the experience of His grace, and we are being the church, the redeemed, the sought after by God, the one and only, this amazing God, and when we embrace Him right there in the fullness, God will lift us up. We won't need any mechanism to promote us. I'm not talking about us. You understand what I'm saying here? This isn't about CFF. You could care less about that name. It's about His church and Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Okay, God's unlimited resources are available to empower us with inner strength through His Spirit. Unlimited resources. Wow, are we selling Him short, aren't we? We've got to confess, man. You guys need to join me. I, I'm not the only one that needs to confess this. We have been selling Him short. Unlimited resources. Blessings, power, inheritance, God stuff. We've been selling him short. What in the world, man? God wants to do something amazing. Why are we selling this relationship with God through Christ so short when it was God's plan in the first place? Okay. So here's this moment in history, real, biblical. God and the devil are having a conversation. We're given a full picture of this when you read your Bible in the book of Job. I I want you to hear this. This is so stinking awesome, man. Satan's there and God's talking to him. Like, they obviously have conversations from time to time. And this is what he says to him. God says, hey, when you've been running around down there, did you check out my man Job? Now I'm giving you Dave's paraphrase translation, so don't... That's what he said, though. Have you checked him out? And Satan was like, well, yeah. God's like, there's nobody like that, dude. He is my man. He does it. And Satan's like, well, he's only your man because you got him all protected and safe and cuddly, and you got all of his stuff taken care of. You're providing him with blessings and inheritance and power, and you got all that on him. No wonder he serves you. Let me at him a little bit. He'll he'll deny you in a moment. This is a real conversation. And God was like, look, he's going to trust me. We're going to have this relationship no matter what. And so I'm going to give you a little bit to work with. You can go ahead and touch him. Go ahead. But he's going to stay true to me. Right? Let's get this in our heads for a minute. Here's God displaying his man in the spirit world. Here's my man. He and I, we have a relationship, and it's real. It's not a game in his life. He's not religious. We have a relationship. Check him out. Okay. So here's this Job that goes through this, and you can read all of his account there of his struggles as everything began to crumble in his life. And he was like, God, what's up? Where are you? I'm here. I haven't sinned. I haven't broken the covenant I made with you. I'm staying true. And there was no sound from heaven as he prayed. He was in that place of broken feeling, but in full relationship. Hear that. 
He was in a broken feeling in full relationship. He knew that he had not turned his back on God. He had not been unfaithful. He had not sinned. He was still living the same way he always had, but things were crumbling around his life. Check out his words right here. It's so cool. Job chapter 26. This is him speaking about the God he has a relationship with. Check it out. God stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. Listen to this dude's wisdom way before we had any of our telescopes and know anything. He's like, this is the God we're talking about. The earth is just floating. Why? God said so. We're just floating out there. You and I right now, we're like hanging off the side. If, you know, <laughs> seriously, look at Google Earth and look where we are. We're like this way. It's like, why? None of that makes sense to us. That doesn't work. God stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. He wraps the rain in his thick clouds, and the clouds don't burst with the weight. He covers the face of the moon, shrouding it with his clouds. He created the horizon when he separated the waters. He set the boundary between day and night. The foundations of heaven tremble. They shudder at his rebuke. By his power, the sea grew calm. By his skill, he crushed the great sea monster. His spirit made the heavens beautiful, and his power pierced through the gliding serpent. These are just the beginning of all that he does, merely a whisper of his power. These are just a whisper of his power. The earth suspended in space. The creation of the heavens and the stars. His mastery over everything on this planet. Listen, this is Job speaking. He said, these are but a whisper of his power. Look at that last sentence. Are you ready? I'm going to get it loud. Who then can comprehend the thunder of his power? Oh, man. We're talking about we can't grasp the whisper. Who can comprehend the thunder of his power? This great and glorious God, when he speaks, he can shake the universe. That's the God who has started a relationship with me and you. That's the God who lives in me. Church, that's the God who set me free. That God, that God, he wants the thunder in the spirit world. Behold, my church. Come on. Man, that ought to get you going. God wants to say it to the spirit world. Behold, my church. Behold, my church. Oh, God. Put us out there, God. Oh, God, put us out there. Let us be on full display for your glory. God, rock this place. God, Rock this place. God, rock my world. Oh, God, you're amazing. This is the God we're talking about. It's the God we're all proclaiming we have relationship with. I'm not saying you don't. Hear me. This is a challenge to us. So we got to put this in context, man. This is the God that says, I want a relationship with you. I'm the God that wants to transform you. 
<laughs> I have to tell you right now that I'm like disappointed that this is the only pack of cigarettes I got to crush today. <laughs> so far, I mean, I'm serious. I'm like, what in the world, man? I'm not talking about cigarettes. Don't misunderstand me. It's so much more than that, man. And there was a lot of garbage that was left here on the altar. I just want you to know, it wasn't just this. There was a lot of stuff left here before you guys got here. And I, I just believe the power of God that is working within us is calling us to surrender, like let go. Let the fullness of God be the fullness of God in our life. It's the power of God that says that we can live a new life. This is God's plan. Isn't that amazing? This was God's plan from the very beginning. Before the foundations of the world, this was God's plan to include you and I into his family, to give us an inheritance, promise, blessing, that we could have access to his unlimited resources. This is what Jesus said. Remember, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Do you know what he said before that? All the authority and power have been given to me. Therefore go. What Jesus was telling us is I, all of it's there now. It's available to us. It's not something future. It's now. It's here. And we can have it. Church, we need to jump in today. I mean all in. No messing around. All of it. Surrender, lay down, give it to God. I don't care what it is. Your brokenness, your lies, your the things that happen to you, all of it. I mean... No, I'm telling you right now today, today is the day of deliverance. Step out of the hole, step into the new. Leave that garbage behind, give it to God, let him set you free today that he might place us in this place where we can be lifted up for his glory. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Yes. Are you saved? Yes. That's what that meant, right? Yes. Are you filled by the Holy Spirit? Yes. You have that witness within you. Are you ready to step into the fullness that God has planned for your life and mine? All of it, man. Are you willing to surrender any brokenness, any sin, any fear, any and all addiction, any and all anything, and begin to dig your roots down deep into his love and let him build you into the powerful church that he died to make you? You ready for that? Why don't you stand with me? Hopefully we already called our kids up. If not, do it now. We got a moment here. We got a moment. Um, salvation, if you don't know him, God brought you here for a reason. He called you. You need to know Jesus. It's not a game. It's a life. If you don't know him, you need to come forward. Church, if you have brokenness, sin, addiction, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to fill in the blank that you're like carrying along on this journey of new life, Man, why would you do that? Bring it to the altar today. Leave it right here with him and walk out free. You are free in Jesus' name. I mean, let's own that, would we? Will you own it today? Church, you are no longer a slave to that broken past. In the name of Jesus, I declare your freedom over you. You are no longer a slave to that brokenness. You are set free, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The incredible plan of God is to put you on display to all the spiritual authorities and His example that He can do something amazing with our lives.
You ready for that? Will you accept that in your life today? That declared truth is for you. Anything you need to leave at this altar, get up here and leave it. Anything. I don't care what you got on you. Leave it. Don't walk out with it. I'm not joking. There is, this is all about Him, not about us. We're leaving it right here at the altar. We are walking out of here in the power of God, not in self. We're leaving it with Him. And we are walking out in the freedom that Christ has for us. We're owning all of it. Not part of it, not some of it, not the part I'm comfortable with. I am walking out with all of it in His power and might. Amen? Amen. Leave it here. All the brokenness stays behind. It's all right here. Leave it. Leave it. We walk out free in the name of Jesus Christ. We walk out free in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we walk out free. In Jesus' name. We are not coming here for any other reason but except for Him. He's the one that does it, not us. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. Come on. There's more of y'all that need to come up. You can stand, you can sit, I don't care. You know it. The Spirit of God's faithful. He's calling you. Don't even worry about anything else. All that matters is this moment that God the Creator, that one that hung the earth, is saying you. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> you and me. Isn't that awesome? That's God talking to you. That's God saying it. Own it, man. Own it. Will you receive it from Him this morning? All of you that are full, will you receive that right now from Him? In Jesus' name. Lord, all of our brokenness we leave behind. We are leaving it at the altar. We're walking out new creations in Christ. We're owning the fullness of God. We're ready for you to put us on display. We own that power. It has been given to us through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Therefore, church, we need to walk out here and be that church. Be that people. So let's go do it. Let's go. You are free. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so don't anybody leave yet. We got one last thing to do here. Uh, for real, legitimate stuff right here. So when we're, when we're in this moment right here where we are today, where we're saying it's all over, I'm done, we're going out, the enemy is going to try and talk to you from the past. You're not even getting out that back door right there and say, nothing happened to you. That wasn't you. That didn't change. He's a liar. And if it didn't change, he wouldn't tell you that. He'd want you to believe the lie. We walk out in the power of God and we renounce that voice. The addictions don't own us. That doesn't say they're not going to talk to us. We don't listen to them because we are owned by the one true God. I walk out of here free from that sin and brokenness of my past. I'm made new in Christ. I'm walking out of here in the newness of Christ and I choose to listen to God's word, God's truth, God's promise, my inheritance. Will you own your inheritance in Him today? The blessings, the promises, the oh, unsearchable, crazy love of God that we're going to go live in and He says to you and I, I've got all the resources you need. Let's go out in that newness, church. Let's let him put us on full display today. Amen. Now we're ready. Let's go do it. All glory to God. Praise his name.
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God bless you.